You're listening to the Colts Blue Zone Podcast with Mike Chappell and Dave Griffiths. Inside the Fox 59 CBS4 Podcast Studio, this is the Colts Blue Zone Podcast. I'm Dave Griffiths. Thanks for joining us this week. We are in the lull between minicamp and training camp, so this is the time that you hope that your team is not in the news, really. Nothing but bad things can happen when your team pops up in the news right now. If a player, uh, just for pure example, pulling it out of the back of my head, runs a golf cart into some fence that uh, in uh, David Perry does, yeah, so... Don't don't do that. We don't want to hear anything from the Colts at this time until they reconvene at the end of July for training camp in Westfield at Grand Park. So one person we expect to see back on the field at training camp is Andrew Luck. Did not participate in minicamp, missed out on a couple of the OTAs before that as well, rehabbing a calf strain. But uh, nevertheless, uh, Luck expects to be back and expects to be a father sometime in the near future, of course, as well. Uh, that is something that is he has announced during his uh, his camps that he does uh, alongside Riley Children's Health, the uh, Change the Play camps, encouraging kids to, to eat healthy, to get active. And um, he has been active out there at least a little bit with them. I don't think you can be seriously concerned at all about his calf strain, given his his presence out at these type of events and looking just fine. So that is uh, that is encouraging for Colts fans to see luck out and about. And uh, I don't think there was ever any reason to really be discouraged other than recent past of Andrew Luck and the Colts saying, hey, he'll be back and then he's not back. Hey, he'll be back and then he's not back. So they promise he'll be back in camp. I believe he'll be back in camp. But here's what Andrew Luck had to say uh, during minicamp when he was sitting on the sidelines and looking forward to what he hopes to be uh, this Colts season. How's the cap? Hey, it's okay. It's, it's – uh... Not good enough to practice this week, which is I'm bummed about. Uh, bummed out that, that I've had to miss, you know, a significant or all the OTAs, and then and then again this week. But uh, I dealt with injuries in the past. I think uh, uh, I think we're on a very very good page, and I'll be ready for training camp and, and the early report date and all that. Andrew, can you explain a little bit what happened? Yeah, yeah. I just I, I calf strain. I aggravated it uh, training and. Things can be stubborn sometimes. I, I certainly don't feel as young <laughs> as I once did, uh, and, it, and it's and I'm certainly also being conservative with things. It's one of the lessons I learned uh, going through my shoulder. Uh, uh, I try to get the most out of myself every day. Uh, you still get better in a sense, you know. I think this building, the ethos is get better every day. Uh, circumstances are that you know have a cash train, can't be out there practicing, but find other ways to get better. Uh, so, so that's always the goal. Hey, you learned a lot about patience, I bet, through yeah. last year, the last couple of years. You just referenced that. I mean, how has the, have you how have you applied that to this? So, I mean, four weeks is we didn't expect this. Many. No, and I, I I certainly did not expect it either. Uh, but uh, there's a lot less anxiety <laughs> in my life about it, I guess, than, than, I, than I have it, I had in the past with certain things. And, and you know, we've sort of spoken about that before. We don't need to rehash it all. But, but I think trusting myself, trusting the process, uh, trusting how things go, um, and working hard and still pushing yourself and expecting, uh, you know, good, good progress every day is, is a big part of that. So it was, it was a year ago this week you threw in front of us for the first time. Remember that? I mean, that was a big deal. No, I don't remember that, to be honest. <laughs> do you is it crazy to think about how much has happened since then in terms of what this building has done what you guys did last year yeah the roads you have come uh, uh yes it is uh i think we can take a little moment to reflect but a- absolutely a lot of guys have come a long way in our locker room i think certainly this building has come a long way uh what this team has come a long way 
Um, but there's still so much more to go. I think people are excited uh, in a sense. Maybe there's a little different feeling than last year at, at this point in the offseason. But, but by no means does that take away from improving and getting better. Uh, that, that, that'll stay the same. I, I certainly think it almost always gets a little harder, you know, the, the more uh, expectations there are outside. It's a little harder to, to block out the noise. I mean, I think it's almost easier when your backs are against the wall and no one expects something from you. So for us, it's the same. Work hard, get better every day, figure it out. Improve, improve, improve. Have you been able to, as far as, even though you're not on the football field, yeah. but as far as in the, in the media room, in the classrooms, as far as, you know, being able to take the offense? Yeah, that's, that's, I, I've always enjoyed meetings and I've always enjoyed classroom. I think it's, uh, there's so much more for me as a quarterback to learn. There's so much more for all of us as, as players together to get on the same page. T.Y. and I still have discussions about how we see things maybe differently, how we see things similarly, where, you know, where we can improve. Uh, bringing new guys into the fold, there's certainly a language, uh, an offensive language, if you will, that's spoken, that, you know, that, that's set by Frank and, and Sirianni. Uh, and, and so continuing to learn that, uh, continuing to share that with the new guys like Funch uh, and, and talking about football. So I've always enjoyed meetings, and, and, and there's certainly a uh, ton to improve uh, in there. How much you've been able to throw during this time, yeah. or, or not? No, I, I've thrown significantly, sort of off my feet to make sure uh, I don't don't aggravate something, but but keep my arm in shape certainly. And there's a bunch to do uh, there. Yeah, a, 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 a football, a pigskin a Wilson Duke, yes, <laughs> with Roger Goodell's signature on it. <laughs> Andrew, coach mentioned how high attendance has been this offseason. Yeah. How important is it to establish that kind of culture? Yeah, it's awesome. I think we have one. You know, the, the culture starts with people, uh, and I think Chris brings in amazing people. Frank brings in amazing people. Uh, there's a great group of vets. There's a great group of young guys. I think guys who really enjoy each other, who enjoy working. I, I Love seeing there's so many interactions not only in this building but outside of this building with with teammates that are, that are really positive and I think that only helps us you know moving forward as a team. Frank, so, Frank was just talking about you know the desire to really be consistent in the running game this yeah. year and you know obviously that has a direct impact on on your job. Um, yeah. Just what when you guys achieved the balance you wanted last yeah. year. It seemed like those were your best games. Did you see what kind of correlation did you see? Absolutely, absolutely, and not just last year. I think any at any level of football that I've played, uh, you know, even Pop Warner, <laughs> but I mean, certainly high school, college, NFL. When you run the ball well when, and, and throw it well at the same time, it's fun to play. You know, things just seem to click, uh, and and running the ball is the priority will stay the priority. And, and I should say, not just running the ball, but running the ball effectively, running the ball positively. Uh, that, that is a must for us to be successful. And, and we all know that, and I'll be the first to, I, mean, I, I would love to hand the ball off 50 times a game <laughs> and throw it five and, and, and win. That, that would be it amazing. It makes it easier though. When you're absolutely, it, right? absolutely. And, and the beauty of it is that you go back and look and, and you know, at, maybe when things started to turn around last year, you see Chester Rogers making big blocks. You see T.Y. putting himself in there. Zach Pascal showing up. I mean, it, the run game is as much about those perimeter guys buying in as it is, uh, as it is about the O-line. And, and so I think, I think we all understand that, and we know the, the bar has been set, you know, and a standard has been set, and, and we have to live up to that and, and improve. Andrew, how much will the calf impact what you want to get done the next six weeks? Yeah, it, it's certainly... Uh, uh, certainly influences how I do certain things. Uh, you know, I, 
shoot, I would love to have a million reps with Evan Funches by, by now, but I don't, and so we have to talk. So uh, priority is always, you know, at this point, health and making sure I'm good to go for training camp. Um, and anything beyond that, I, I guess, is a is a bonus, if if you will. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try to. I'll try to. If if the opportunity comes up, absolutely, I'll try to throw with whoever you know, whoever is available. But that's also not a. You know, can't etch that in stone, if you will. You'll be here then. I'll be here, and I'll also I'll also go to California. As well. In today's NFL, when you talk, when you talk balance, you guys are 60-40 throwing. What's what's balance in your mind as far is is it numbers or is it just a feel or what? I, I think it depends on the game. I think it depends uh, on the situation. Uh, I think there are so many factors. I don't think you want to handcuff yourself to a number. I think that that can be a little short-sighted, if you will. Uh, but but I do know that running the ball effectively on first and second down uh, makes a big, big difference. And to be able to run the ball on third down as well, I think uh, keeps the, the whole field open, uh, if, you, if you will, and keeps defenses honest. So I, I don't have a number for you. 61 uh, passes is too many. <laughs> yeah, yes, I think so. But but as we as you know, there are games that that does happen. And if that if that's what what's necessary, then, then that's what we do. That's Colts quarterback Andrew Luck. The man who uh, he has to be the closest with on the team, both literally and figuratively, Ryan Kelly, uh, will be up next. Kelly uh, will be due a fifth year of his rookie contract in the very near future. We've talked about a bit on this podcast uh, saying, hey, who do you extend? Who do you not extend? And Ryan Kelly has always been one of the one of the players that we've talked about thinking the Colts. Uh, I think even the Chris Ballard said he wants to extend Kelly uh, or for he, he's going to. He said, I think he said specifically they're going to pick up his fifth year option. That's what he said. I didn't say anything about extension, excuse me. So uh, he said they will pick up Kelly's fifth-year option, which is for next year. Um, they'll probably extend him, uh, assuming all goes well, next year. But uh, they have other things on the offensive line, like Anthony Costanzo's contract expiring after this year to deal with first. But nevertheless, Ryan Kelly has come in, and when he's played, he's been injured a little bit, but when he's played, he's certainly been stout right in front of Luck. Coach Dave, uh, Coach Gouge last year, no longer with the team, said that uh, Ryan Kelly is the best center he's ever coached, and he's coached guys with like with the Jets, Nick Mangold, I believe, over there, like guys who are Pro Bowl type players. So, um, so Ryan Kelly certainly is deserving and has received high praise from coaches who've been around the league for a long time. Here's Ryan Kelly at Colts minicamp. Frank's talked a lot about uh, having, like, trying to have a top five running game this year. Um, just what do you think is for you guys as a unit? The next step in, in getting to that kind of level? Um, you know, I, I think to a certain extent, um, you know, last year we definitely made improvements in running the ball. I think we started out pretty slow. Um, but then, you know, I think that Buffalo game was really one of the games that turned the corner for our running game. And it ultimately excelled uh, the passing game as well. So I think, you know, that was a big opening experience for us is the ability of how we can win uh, being equal in both, in both sides. So, um, you know, Chris and, and, you know, Howard Mudd and, and Frank and everybody has been really, really high on. Uh, Run the ball. That's a big emphasis of what we want to do. You know, I think we, we did some really good things last year, um, but we left a lot of yards on the field. So I think that's that's one of the biggest things is, is a communication and b being able to finish and, and be in better position to uh, to make those you know twenty yard runs, be sixty yard runs, you know, and vice versa. So yeah, Ryan, you know, change is just part of the game in the NFL. But when you look at you guys, you guys didn't have a lot of changes yeah it's been great I mean this is probably the the most retained offensive line I've played with since I've been here um, it just makes it a lot easier I mean you're working you know all of last year together um, a lot of guys were here in the off season and, and you know now in OTAs you know going through everything as well 
Um, it just it just feels familiar. You know, everything feels good, and and you're continuing to still learn about each other, and you know, learn how we play. So I mean, we have some new faces in there, and there's guys rotating here and there, but uh, for the most part, you know, we can keep that you know continuity and that you know brotherhood together. So um, it's just been been a lot of fun. What kind of coach is uh, Chris Strasser like? Uh, he's a great coach. I mean, detail oriented guy. Uh, I think you know at the end of the day, you know, he was. Very upfront about you know his expectations on this room when he came in day one. And I think as a professional, that's all you can really ask for is um, you know how can he make us better from what we are right now. You know the past is the past, and we can't do anything about that. So you know we got 16 games ahead of us uh, that we got to prepare for. And so you know his big thing is is you know seeing small things in our games that we can critique and and, and get better at, especially in the run game. Um, you know what what can we do to utilize you know a our strength and our speed um, and some of the athletes that we have on the offense. Um, and, and get all 11 guys combined with that so that we can, you know, really, really be a really, fo- um, you know, a focus point for the run game. What's a give and take with Howard Ludman like? Is he, is he, did you have expectations with him and how have they managed? Uh, I mean, I didn't know much about him. I, I mean, I know his lineage and his tree falls down, you know, to, to quite a bit of coaches nowadays. Um, and, you know, I've had senior offensive line coaches before. Um, and sometimes it, it can be a little bit difficult because you never know. Um, you know, they're going to be on the same page, but they've been incredible so far, you know, and, you know, Howard's obviously had so much experience here in Indianapolis before, um, but I think at the same time, you know, he, he, he sees things in our game, just small technique things that he can fix and, and relates a lot of, you know, what we are or who we are compared to the guys who are here. You know, it, he, sometimes we'll say, you know, you, you guys are a little bit better athletes than what we had before, and so there's techniques that they learned that they had to use that can help you guys as well. So um, it's, it's been great, you know, having both those guys in the room, as well as Clayton um, as the assistant too. You know, having three pairs of eyes on every single play that you're doing uh, ultimately just makes us better in the end of the day. Right, without Andrew this spring on the field, do you feel the need to do anything extra with him in meetings or just at, uh, at other times when training camp does start, you guys aren't behind him? No, I mean, I th- you know, he, he's very involved in every single meeting that we're a part of, you know, just because he's not on the field. Um, yeah, I mean, those reps are, you know, are certain reps that you'd like to get with somebody like that. But at the end of the day, if he's there for training camp, you know, which I fully expect that he will be, you know, we still have a great, you know, relationship. You know, we do walkthroughs together. We'll still talk about, you know, stuff we see, stuff we can get better at. So uh, I have no worries about that. Ryan, do you get a sense this time of year the rookies are ready for a breather, ready to get out here? I mean, when I was a rookie, yeah, hell yeah, I was. Cause, I mean, we, we, we stayed an extra two weeks later than everybody else, too. So, I mean, you're talking about two weeks extra when you're a rookie and everybody else has gone to the building, so all the attention's on you. Uh, in my rookie class, we had five alignments, so I mean, we were just getting smoked. Um, so yeah, I think everybody really kind of needs a breather a little bit. You know, you, you go for six or seven weeks straight, um, and yeah, I mean, you love, you love being back, but at the same time, you know, you know what's ahead of you. Uh, you know what August is like in training camp and the rest of the season. So, um, you know, it'll, it'll be coming around the corner soon. Right. Mike, Mike, last one here. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Oh, hey. It, Oh, the keepers gonna get me now. <laughs> this time, this time last year, nobody knew what type of head coach Frank was gonna be. You've had him for a full year. What is it about him that did you, that you, this team has really embraced? You know, I think it's 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 a, a simple message. I think if you you go back and look at every single person's answer throughout the season, um, it was just getting one percent better. You know, he he took a, a small quote like that. You know, got us to buy into it, made us believe that that's that's what we had to do. Uh, I think. It, it, being a player's coach, you know, being a guy who spent that many years in the league, I think that a that that gives him credit, you know, it gives him all that. Um, but you just he, he put the confidence in the guys uh, to go out there and make plays when we had to. So, um, you know, I'm sure he's learning the same way everybody else is learning too. I mean, it, it's uh, 
everything's always changing, but you know, he's just been a detail-oriented coach who you know, really just had a simple message and, and got us all buy into it. And at the end of the day, you know, they've been able to put draft classes together that of guys who are character guys in the locker room, which makes it even better to buy in, makes it easier, makes it more team, um, and just having a lot of fun. What have you specifically wanted to get better at this offseason? Uh, there's certain things in the run game I'd like to get better at. Um, I'm not going to be specific about it, but um, you know, you, you never arrive in the NFL. There's always something you can do. So, you know, whether that's pass protecting or, or being stronger or, you know, be able to play uh, more consistent football, you know, week in and week out. Um, you know, you're always fought, trying to fine tune your craft one way or the other. So, um, you know, I could give you a list of 100 things long, but, um, you know, just, just, being, just being the staple, you know, being there and ultimately being healthy. That's Ryan Kelly at Colts Minicamp. The Colts have a whole heck of a lot of offensive starters and even backups returning this year. There should be a whole lot of uh, familiarity between the players and the system, but there are some new guys coming in as well. Spencer Ware being one of them, joining the running back room that includes guys like Marlon Mack, who will certainly be the Colts feature back, also Naeem Hines, Jordan Wilkins, uh, Jonathan Williams as well, all those guys. Now Spencer Ware thrown into the mix, a guy from Kansas City, uh, coached, uh, played there under Andy Reid for a while, and uh, of course Chris Ballard would have known him from his time there. Um, so uh, Spencer Ware, uh, who says he's also a quarterback, he'll get into that a little bit uh, during this discussion, saying, hey, if, if, if worse comes to worse, man, I, w- I was there in, in high school. I could do that for you. So uh, Spencer Ware trying to carve out a role for himself on the Colts team this year. Let's hear what Spencer had to say at minicamp. Is that kind of a thing that you really get to show what you can do once you get to training camp? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, like I said, I, I don't try to limit myself. I try to bring value. Um, to myself, but also to my teammates. The more valuable you are, the longer you last. So, of course, Frank said that's what he needs. That's what I do. What excites you most about this offense? Oh man, um, I actually like the the run scheme. I actually like the offensive line. I think they're really good, and I think they're really tough. Uh, they're nimble on the feet. They can move. Uh, most importantly, they're intelligent, and um, it's good to be behind an offensive line that's smart. What was, what was the hardest part about your time in Kansas City? It, it felt like every time you like, really grabbed hold of the starting job, an injury would happen and kind of knock you off your... Well, injuries happen, and you have to overcome them. Um, this is, that's a part of the game. Uh, my time in Kansas City was electrifying, uh, as you can see. Uh, we were in a similar situation as the um, coach this past season, um, coming off a bad year. And then uh, once I got there, we had started off 1-5 and five and then went, went on that 11-game win streak, uh, one division playoff game. So the things that have happened here, I've, um, I've done in Kansas City. And you see where that um, program and that franchise is at now. So, I mean, like I said, I have nothing bad to say about them. I mean, we won games and we had fun. And we, you know, towards this last year, we start putting up a lot more points. What kind of what kind of role do you expect for yourself here? Uh, whatever role they need me as, I'm a team player, um, as always. And like I said, I just try to, you know, bring as much value uh, to this team as possible. Coach, Coach mentioned right? how much competition is going to be in your groups. How much, as an athlete, do you thrive off of that type of competition? Oh, competition is the name of the game. Uh, it, it helps make everyone better. You know, so if you don't accept the challenge to come out here and work every day. Um, just the, the hunger to try to separate yourself. Uh, I mean, name of the game is competing. That's what we do everything, every time on Sunday. So, I mean, to do that on a day-to-day basis in the running back room and also for the team, it just makes me better and it makes the group of men around me better.
Hey, Coach, I mentioned that you'd already uh, campaigned a little bit for the emergency QB to at least get some reps in there. Oh, what, man. What was, what was that uh, pitch like to him? I said, you know, I was All-American quarterback, right? <laughs> he said, oh, for real. He said, I said, yeah. All my offers um, were for quarterback coming out. Um, I played baseball um, at LSU. Uh, didn't get a chance to really throw it in the game, but Coach 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 Andy Reid knows. He knows I was I was a hundred percent, thousand percent on uh, the completion, QB rating in practice. Uh, just never never got the chance to really do it in the game. But you know, just waiting on the opportunity. I mean, I just I value myself as being an athlete. Like I say, all around, the more I can do, the longer I can last. And Coach Reich was receptive. Oh yeah, he was. He was. He kind of smirked a little bit and walked away, but. Um, We'll see. I go out there one time, maybe when Andrews um, is out there. I'll sit beside him and start chucking and he'll see. So those are a couple players on the Colts' offensive side of the ball. Let's switch over to the defensive side. Darius Leonard came out in his rookie year and was arguably the best defensive player in the league, although he was not defensive MVP. And he'll say himself that that's a goal for himself in the immediate future. He wants to be MVP. He's set his goals high, even though he was defensive rookie of the year. He's an all-pro. He also wasn't named to the Pro Bowl somehow. I still don't know how that happened. But Darius Leonard sat out a bit during this um, during this offseason, sat out throughout minicamp because he had surgery on a, um, a surgery to deal with a uh, ankle, I believe it was. Yes, thanks, Joe. Uh, an ankle injury to uh, that had hurt him a little bit over the past season. So, heck, if Darius Leonard is healthy this coming year, uh, the, the sky's the limit for this uh, the second year pro out of South Carolina State. So, here's Darius Leonard at minicamp. Question is, how's the ankle doing? Uh, it's a tap. You know, feeling feeling good. Um, getting better each day. Are you, in your mind, would be ready for camp? Is there any question at all? Oh, that's the plan. That's the plan. Go out there and be ready. Were, were you surprised that you ended up having to, to get this procedure done? Oh, yeah. Very. Yeah, I thought um, thought with the rest that it it healed by itself. But coming back, running on it, it didn't, it didn't feel good. I wasn't, wasn't 100%. So I was just glad we caught it when we did. How difficult was it to play with it last year? Um, it, was, it was very difficult. Um, uh, but the coaches, they did a great job of keeping me out of practice towards the end of the week, kind of resting it up a little bit. So they, they knew all the right things to get me right. Since you had the procedure done, what type of progress have you been able to make? Where are you in your rehab and your recovery? Um, yeah, since the rehab, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm actually running around, doing all type of good things. So I feel feel much better now than I did going into surgery. What did they have to do? What they have to do? Yeah, it's here. I'm, I don't know, honestly. You know, I was <laughs> I was asleep. And all I know, they said they was going in through the back. And when you wake up, you're going to feel better. That's all, That's all I know. <laughs> Darius, is there a difference for you? Or what is there for you uh, mentally entering this season? Last year, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you may have had a chip in your shoulder. I don't know. Surely you don't have a chip now. And if you don't, oh, sorry. I don't. Oh, sorry. Um, um, I wasn't named. Um, MVP, I wasn't a Super Bowl champion, and wasn't a pro bowler, so there's still goals that I haven't reached last year, so I just go in with the same mindset as proving everybody wrong and just outworking everybody on the field. Even though you might be limited physically, just how much farther along are you in terms of just the understanding of this defense compared to where you were last year and how much farther you are along in the understanding? Um, I say I'm kind of a night and day uh, from last year because last year I came in not knowing anything about it, and then now I'm coming in like I was First day with Coach Flus, he pulled out every bad tape I had, every single play. So it kind of made me 
made me look of how offenses was attacking the defense. So it kind of made me understand the defense, not just my position, but all 11 positions. You said you want to be MVP. How many defensive players ever make MVP? It's still a chip. You you, you make a goal and you you you, you, strive to, um, you strive to get that goal. Is this, is this something you do use to motivate yourself? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, just coming from where I came from, um, not having much growing up, and just just knowing that I'm one, one step away from being back where I came, so I just want to come to work every day and just strive to be the best. How different is it around here from a year ago, just the attitude and mentality? Everybody working out more, it seems like? Um, yeah, I mean, everybody everybody now just enjoying each other. I mean, last year, first year with Coach Frank, first year offensive scheme, defensive scheme, so it wasn't too much talking. So now everybody feels like, okay, we understand how the offense is going to work, how the defense is going to work. So it's kind of easy to kind of have a conversation with a teammate now. Darius, how much will the ankle injury impact what you want to do over the next month and a half? No. You're going to be good. Yeah. What weight did you kind of finish the year at last year? And what, what is your target weight? It seems like that's changing this year. Um, I waited. Um, I think I finished probably around between 213, 215. So now my goal is not to get over 225, kind of just go from there. Okay, so we all... Maybe I'm stupid. I thought you were getting smaller. So your your goal is because you, you weren't announced two fifteen. Obviously, you were announced um, whatever you're now. Yeah, I was. I mean, you're trying to get bigger. No, I was trying to lose lose weight. I came in at two thirty four, and that's when I started having problems. I pulled my hamstring, messed up my ankle. So in in college, I, I didn't have any of those problems at two fifteen, two twenty. So that's when I towards the end of the season, I kind of cut back doing a lot of things. And then I felt like I felt pretty good um, running around towards the end of the season. Because you're not concerned about starting so low that the natural wear and tear of a season, the burning the calories, you're going to drop too low? You, um, you seen uh, Miles Jack and uh, the boys from uh, Jacksonville play? Yeah. You know, that linebacker, he's about 215. He's like, he's sitting seven years. Yeah, no problem with you. You don't, you don't worry about the, the bad side. You just think of the upside of it. When you're trying to cut weight, what are the things you cut out? We know Ebron talks about limiting the honey buns. That's his big thing. Yeah, I just, um, I run a lot more, and I, I watch what I eat because I'm a big going-out-to-eat guy. I love I love kind of going around Indy, picking out food to eat, so I had to cut back there and make my wife cook more, <laughs> more than usual. Lighten it up on the Benihana. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> you mentioned having a chip on your shoulder. How much of a chip on the shoulder does this team have after starting out poor last year, finishing strong, and proving to the league that you put them on notice? Um, we, we still have that chip because, um, like Coach said, we think we ran out of gas last year. Um, we started we started low, and then we kind of found our mojo. Then when we went to Kansas City, everything went downhill, and that's not how you want to finish the season. So. We want to put the league on notice that we, we know how to finish the season, so we're just going to come in, just keep competing, and try to be one and out each week. Coach talked about the intensity and the competition across the board in each position groups. Just how high do you see this intensity and the competition being as you guys enter training camp, especially on the team? Um, it's crazy, especially defensively. Um, got a lot of new new guys, a lot of new faces. So you want to be the best, and you you want to make the team, and it it sucks because I mean I see it firsthand standing on the sideline. I know what it feels like not being able to go get any plays. So there's as a man, you don't want to sit here and watch another man do something that you think you can do better. So you just go out and compete and show that you belong. So big things out of, expected out of Darius Leonard for sure this coming year. The same could absolutely be said for Kenny Moore. The Colts just extended more during this offseason, a time when they didn't have to extend more. He was still under contract for 
another year or so. And well, the Colts decided that he was worthy of an extension that reportedly makes him the highest paid slot cornerback in the NFL. So that's some really high praise for a young man going into his third season out of Valdosta State Division II uh, College down in South Georgia. And uh, Kenny Moore, uh, the Colts' all-time single postseason sack leader, Kenny Moore, uh, well, looking forward to see what he can do and is certainly glad to, ha- glad to have this new contract uh, as well that will lock him into being a Colt for the foreseeable future. So here is Kenny Moore, Colts minicamp. Tell us uh, what's going through your mind after this big deal. How grateful are you here? Um, I mean, even before the deal, I was already grateful. Um, just each and every day that I come into the office, uh, it's a blessed day. Um, I was shocked, but, uh, you know, there's better days ahead. Shocked shock because why? Uh, not so much shocked, but I was speechless. That's what I meant to say. I'm sorry. Can Hard you, work pays come. off, Kenny? It does. And um, believing in the process, patience, you know, counts. Um, you know, believing in your faith. Um, God Almighty. Uh he did half of it. My my half was doing the hard work and believing in him. So, can you, you ever think about how often do you think about how far you have come? I mean, you were playing soccer back in high school not that long ago, right? You know, I mean, yeah. So you fell in the football, but like you didn't think you'd be here. Nah, but I mean, like along the process, I grew a passion, I grew a love for it, and um, you know, just believing in yourself. I learned how to believe in myself and, and trust myself with my own ability and to uh, be coachable. And uh, with all those things guaranteed, um, I just believe in God, um, and, and that's why I'm here. How motivated have you been by the naysayers through your career? Uh, not at all. Um, I do it for the people that I love. I do it for, you know, positivity, um, for the city of mine. Um, I do it for my family. But being undrafted, all the things you know, you got a lot football. of. It's a lot of odds against you, but uh, it's possible. Can Does this change anything this for deal, you? Did the timing of this deal surprise you? A lot of deals in your situation with another year and then a restricted year. For it being it so rare? It doesn't happen that often. Do you get like do you get that? What does that say? I've been told um, just the higher ups, they just believe in me and my ability and uh, they like that they see so I appreciate them. Would Does they this tell change? you? Would I'm sorry. Tell you, what, what they tell you during this process? You know, just to keep working. Uh, they believe in me. Uh, and I trust the process. I trust this team. I trust this coaching staff. I trust this organization. Does this change anything for you, this deal? No, sir. What about just, you know, your place on this team? Um, you know, like you said, they put a lot of stock in you here. Uh, and they, they see you in a certain light. I mean, does that sort of change maybe the way you conduct yourself as a leader or anything like that? Not that you haven't. I'm just saying. Does it kind of raise those stakes a little bit? Uh, if anything, it just gives me more confidence. Um, that I've already had to, to go out there and do what I'm, I'm coached to do, that I'm, you know, I'm believed in to do so. Um, and, and with that confidence, you know, it comes practice, and practice will give me that confidence as well. So. Kenny, I know you can't speak for the locker room, but they've signed seven, eight, nine guys, re-signed extensions. Is it kind of sure they're going to reward their own and, and try to keep the continuity? Um, I'm not too sure. Um, they do what's best for this organization, and I just trust in them and that. What's the reaction been from your teammates, and what does this say to the younger players? <laughs> it's been a, it's been crazy support from, you know, everyone here. They showed, they've shown so much support, and uh, they've shown that same amount of support, you know, before the deal, and I appreciate them. What's it say to the younger players? You know, if you believe in it, 
and you see other guys that are older than you that are getting the things that you like. You want to follow in their footsteps. You want to be coachable. You want to do the right things on and off the field to get what you want. What kind of changes are you seeing in this defense? Uh, growth and experience. You know, from last year going into this year, um, you know, being more comfortable with what's given. So there will be a lot more given to, to see the adversity and to get all that information and get more information. We'll see how you respond to it. So And a lot more growth. competition, obviously. Growth. Yes, sir. Any anything on the big purchase list with the new deal? <laughs> uh, no, sir. I haven't even thought that far yet. <laughs> Got my braces off. <laughs> Million dollar smile. <laughs> That's what they say. So Kenny Moore should have some company as well in that Colts secondary by second round pick Rock Yassin, the Colts' first pick in this draft after they traded away their pick near the end of the first round to go back and pick up Yassin there at the start of the second with the pick they acquired in the Jets trade from last year that uh, netted them uh, Quentin Nelson as well. So Rock Yassin trying to figure out what he will be in the Colts secondary. You've already got a couple cornerbacks there who uh, you figure will be starters like Pierre Desir, perhaps a Quincy Wilson. Maybe Yassin can challenge Wilson for that spot or certainly be there somewhere in dime packages or work his way absolutely into uh, into special teams as well. But uh, Rock Yassin short and sweet at Colts minicamp. How are things going? Going really well. It's going really well. I feel like I'll handle like a champ, like I've been handling things uh, throughout my life, just coming in and competing, you know, you throw, you throw me in a fire and I, I get the hang of things and I compete right to the top. Nerves, butterflies, anything, does that go away after time or what? I feel like just coming out, you know, you've been playing football for a while now, so at the end of the day it's still football, it's just a high level competition, so I feel like I haven't really been nervous, just coming out, being who I am, competing and getting better every day. Probably a veteran somewhere saying, kid, you Definitely. Definitely. So it's nice to look good in shirts and shorts, but this is just definitely training right now. Yes, sir, definitely. What have you learned about the culture so far with this franchise and your time here? It's a no-nonsense culture. It's just guys coming in and trying to get better every day. 1% better, that's, the, that's what we've been saying. It's the phrase we've been using, and that's really what's going on. You know, it's been a relatively short period of time, but where have you seen the biggest growth for yourself over these past few weeks? Just uh, continue to get better, getting better at things that I'm already good at, and, and learning new things I haven't done in the past, like playing zone defense and keeping my eyes on the quarterback and, and understanding our drops, things like that. Coach Schreck talked about the intensity and the level of competition across the board. How much does that excite you to know that you're going to be pushed to be your best each and every day in training camp? It excites me a lot. I feel like that's the kind of coaching, that's the kind of culture I've been in throughout college, and I'm happy that I'm at a place where that coach is continuing. Coach Eberflus likes to talk about loafs. Have you learned what a loaf is? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Coach, coach Flus, uh it's all about effort again to the ball. 11 guys have to get to the ball. And if you're loafing on the backside, you won't play in our, de- in our defense. That's what Coach Flew says. You won't play in our defense. Have you seen it on tape yet? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Are you guilty of any? I'm not sure. They haven't really counted them yet, okay. but we'll see. We'll see. So that's one Colts second-round rookie we spoke with at minicamp. Another was Ben Banigou on the defensive side, drafted as a linebacker out of TCU. But he's a guy that saw a whole lot of play at defensive end during minicamp during the parts that we were allowed to be out there and watching. And that's something that Chris Ballard and the coaching staff have talked about a bit, seeing seeing Bangu rush the passer as well. It's something that he certainly has talent to do, so they want to put him on the D-line and 
uh, uncork him, let him go, let him rip, and uh, see if he can uh, chase down the quarterback. So uh, Ben Banigou, uh his thoughts on uh, the offseason so far, Colts minicamp, and uh, the uh, training camp to come. Here is the Colts' second-round pick out of TCU. Uh, I think last time we talked to you, we were you know, sort of viewing you as a linebacker. Mm-hmm. I guess, you know, depending on the day that changes, but it seems like they are – uh, having you spend a little more time as an edge rusher right now, um, what, do you think that's a good fit for you right now in this initial stage? Because that is kind of where you spend a lot of time obviously, in college. Um, for me, I'm not really too worried about um, you know where my best fit is. I feel like I can do a lot in the front seven. So wherever they put me um, is wherever I'll go. Um, you know, right now it's defensive end. They like the way I rush the passer. They they like the stuff that I do there. Um, it's something that I've done at TCU. Um, Coach Flus, he brought me in to play linebacker, and I've been doing linebacker stuff in different packages, and I started off doing linebacker stuff. So um, I'm just kind of, you know, keeping my mind open to doing both and just trying to excel um, to the best of my ability in both. How much linebacker stuff have you been doing? Um, I, if you kind of break down the whole entire – um, off season, I I would say that's kind of split um, half and half. So, Ben, how, how contagious is Darius Leonard in his interview? Oh yeah, he's a he's he's a different dude. Uh, he has a, a great personality. He's he's a vocal guy, and um, it'll be really exciting to see him out on the field, um, kind of leading this defense and um, just you know when when you, when you have a young guy that um, commands a lot of respect like that. Um, it's kind of cool. So um, it'll be fun to play alongside him. What's been your impression? You're, you're, you're doing a lot more work now as a pass rusher. With the Justin Houston, do you sort of watch and learn and oh, yeah. steal or whatever you can? Yeah, um, it's, um, it's definitely cool seeing guys that have um, done a lot of good things at that spot. And, um, you know, just, just watching them, how they work and the different moves that they use and, um, I just try and take like little pieces of it and try and implement it into my game. Uh, for example, um, he did a cool move like rushing the edge um, on one of the tackles, the practice uh, before, and then I kind of saw it and I was like, you know, I can see myself doing that. So um, I kind of mimicked that and then it kind of worked out for me too. And then um, from then on, we kind of had a good rapport about just like talking about like what I'm seeing, like what could help me and, um, you know, I try to do the same for him. Obviously, he knows a lot more, and um, he's a he's 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 a football savvy player. But I mean, it's good to have those kind of conversations with guys that have done it. So, well, there's, so there's, no, there's no shame in stealing a player's no, no. stealing a player's moves. <laughs> no, um, there's there's a lot of moves in this league that have been done since you know, um, like the '80s. So, um, you know, it's just how well you you can do them. So. Um, you just find a way to kind of put those moves into your game and put your own special, like, you know, spice on it and um, kind of run with it. What was the move? And do you, do you feel like you and Justin have similar styles or is it a little bit different? Uh, so the move was a was was a speed to chop. So, you know, to try and burn the edge, try and get the tackle off balance and just, you know, chop his hand down, you know, standard move, just be able to bend and rush the edge. But, um as far as um, the same playing styles, um, you know, uh, I think every player is different, but 
um, as long as you can learn from each guy and um, try and take the stuff that, that they do and you can put it into your, your game and it kind of fits the way that you play, I feel like that's how you help yourself the most. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still a rookie, so I'm trying to learn uh, everything I can to help myself. So. And when you're at DN, how similar is what you're being asked to do here to what you did at TCU? TCU is more of a gap control read defense, so it's a lot more reading. Uh, this defense is more attacking, uh, so, so so it's kind of cool um, in the respect that like you kind of have free flow. You don't have to read as much, and you, you don't have to like, do a lot of checks. Um, but obviously, like it's a different style of competition up here, so um, you just have to be able to come in with the right mindset, ready to work, and ready to improve. Uh, obviously, you know, we talked about you when you play the edge. We talked about you in terms of, you know, rushing the passer a lot. But mm-hmm. obviously, playing the run is a big part of that, too. Yeah. You know, how, how much um, how much of, in rushing situations did you play on the edge in college? I guess pretty much been all your time on the edge, didn't you, right? So mm-hmm. but just what, how do you feel you fare against the run, and, and what kind of transition will that be playing the run at this level? Also, you know, Coach harps on the the biggest thing about being a great defensive end in this league is being an all around player. And he, like it's good to pass rush, but like obviously like you have to be able to stop the run. So, um, I so one of the things that I've been working on and that I try and emphasize in each practice is being able to set the edge, stop the run, um, play a great six technique, and. Um, you know, making plays from that spot because at TCU we played more, more, more of a seven, and it was reading. This one's more, more, more attacking. So the technique is a little bit different, but once you get the technique down and just you know continue to rep it out, um, you can see yourself kind of um, feeling more comfortable in the defense. And uh, when you feel more comfortable, you make more plays. And were you also playing a three point in the TCU? I, I was a two point. That's what I yeah. So has, has that been much of a transition at all? Uh, not, not really when, you know, I mean, when you're in two point, you can see the whole defense. And, um, but the reason why we were in two, two point is because we needed to read more. Um, as a three point, you have more get off. Um, you're not really, you know, um, keying the running back or anything like that. So, um, you know, that's, that's what they have us doing here. Ben, can you give us a sense how ready the rookies are to get away and to get a breather? Um, yeah, I, th- I feel like, you know, we, we, we came in with a great mindset um, as a group. I think we've grown a lot. We've matured a lot. Um, the biggest thing for us is we just want to help the team win in any way. Um, with this break, we wouldn't really call it a break. You're talking about the five-week break? Right. Yeah. Um, it, for us, it's really, it's really not a break. It's just a time away from the facility. We're all going to be working out and um, staying in shape and trying to build on the stuff that we already got uh, from the coaching staff and the older players and coming back to training camp just um, ready to work and um, help ourselves. How valuable was that rookie orientation process at both in the building and the stuff that you went out and did outside the building? Um, I, th- I think it's uh, definitely a great way to um, kind of um, build chemistry with guys because we all come from different universities and different lifestyles and backgrounds but um just having those events um being being able to hang out with the team and learn more about them on a personal level I feel like that helps you more on the field because um I mean it's it's in life working in a business working on the field you know when you know the person that you're working with it just kind of makes you know the the process easier 
um, you can kind of understand them, on, like, and you can understand what makes them tick and all those different things. So um, I think that was definitely good for us. It was good for the older guys, too, because they got a chance to meet us and get to know us, and um, that was a cool experience. Is there something that you guys did that you thought is the most fun, like kind of different non-football related? Um, I would say the rock climbing was was kind of a cool thing because you know uh, we're all big macho guys or whatever, and uh, once they got to, to the top, say like you climbed up, climbed all the way to the top, you look down, you're like, oh man, like <laughs> like the uh, like the five year old kid in you like comes out and you're like, man, like I don't know, so just like different things like that, kind of. Um, makes you think about, you know, things outside of football. And um, it's just cool to, you know, experience those things with those guys. That's Ben Banigou from Colts Minicamp just a couple weeks ago. We will close things out in this player interview portion with Rigoberto Sanchez, Colts punter who has come up the past couple weeks during our during our podcast for whatever reason when we're talking about even top five, uh, top ten players under 25. Uh, Rigo didn't make our list there, but we all brought him up saying, hey, this guy is a really, really good punter. We just couldn't find a spot for him in, in the top five under 25. But if you're talking about top five guys under 25 at that position in the NFL, Rigo is either at the top or certainly near it. Uh, his punts last year were exceptional, and I always bring up the the game against the Giants where his punt might have helped win that game where the Colts needed to pin them deep. They did so. Chris Milton made a great play, of course, as well inside the five to down that punt, but Rigo hit it perfectly and the Colts played it perfectly. Um, so his talented punter and also doing kickoffs, of course, has netted him uh, like Kenny Moore an extension in this offseason to He's going to be in Indy for a little while. He doesn't exactly have the flair of Pat McAfee, the Colts' former punter, but then again, who does have the flair of Pat McAfee? Uh, Rigo has made waves with his leg and uh, has been very impressive doing so in his first couple years as a Colt. He's going to do so uh, for the next couple years as well. So here is Rigoberto Sanchez at Colts minicamp. You came in here not even, I mean, no one thought you were going to make the team as a rookie. Um, just can you talk about how far you've come? In a short period of time. Yeah, crazy. I mean, it's been it's been a crazy journey. You know, it's uh, God's timing. Uh, just put my head down and worked every day. Came in here with Luke too, and uh, it's just a b- big blessing, you know, to come in here an undrafted guy and uh, work your tail off and then get rewarded. And and what does that? What message does that send? Do you think to the rest of that locker room? Because they've been preaching that, and then they carry out. You know, they walk the walk. I guess. Yeah, it shows a lot of character, obviously, from the Colts organization. Um, you know, they take care of the guys. If you take care of them on the field and off the field, all, all that stuff. So, I'm just really grateful to be in this position. Did you have something you went and bought on, <laughs> on a list of things that I want? I have a couple lists of uh, just things I want to give back, mainly um, to the community. Especially, I'm having a camp June 22nd, so I'm excited about that. Um, but it's just it's a lot to soak in. But I'm really excited. Did you? Did you think this was going to happen? Is this a surprise to you that, that they came to you? Yeah, it was a surprise. You know, I mean, obviously, I just kind of didn't think of those things. Kind of just, uh, you know, I, I knew I had another season ahead of me to prove myself. And, I mean, this is kind of like another, hey, Rigo, you know, you're doing a good job. Keep working. And, I mean, that's how I'm taking it. So it, it definitely was a surprise, but I'm, I'm so grateful. you find yourself thinking about the journey to get here? I mean, when you came here, they had signed a punter that offseason. Mm-hmm. You, you know, they replaced Pat. And now you're sitting here, you know, what, two years later, 
with an extended, you know, multi-year deal? Yeah, I mean, I think everything, uh, you know, has its reasons. Uh, I feel like I went through a lot of obstacles to get even into this building um, before in Hawaii. You know, there were some things that were in the way, uh, how to beat other kickers and punters and, you know, scholarship guys and stuff like that. So it's never been easy, but, I mean, I feel like it all prepared me to get here and uh, to get me in this position. Does it help having, obviously, all the three of you now are back, all signed, you and, and Rhodes and Adam, working together. It, what does that mean to have the, the three of you back and that consistency? I mean, it's, it's, I've said it multiple times, you know, Adam, having somebody like Adam in the, in a specialist group is just beyond anybody's control, you know, like it's, I get to learn off of him, Luke learns off of him, we all do, I mean, the whole locker room does, but I mean, it's just, it's just awesome to like continue to progress in the right direction to like the chemistry and having the snaps and all that stuff down, so it's, it's a big, big thing for us. So those are the Colts players from this past minicamp, a couple weeks off before training camp begins at the end of July at Westfield's Grand Park. Looking forward to see exactly how this Colts roster comes together, who makes the team, who doesn't. I'm sure those are topics of discussion that we will get heavily into in the coming weeks when, you know, players are actually on the field. But until then, I'm Dave Griffiths. You can follow me at DaveG underscore sports. You can follow Mike Chappell, my partner in crime. We were giving him a much-deserved week off this week. You can follow him at mchapel 51 on Twitter. And Joe Hopkins on the board as well. Follow him at Roto Street Joe. The Colts Blue Zone podcast is at Colts Blue Zone. So thanks for listening. Download and subscribe. Get it sent to you fresh right when it's dropped. And we'll see you next time on the Colts Blue Zone. <laughs>